You're listening to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders, Bill Harmon and Heather Lavalle, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Hi, I'm Bill Harmon, and welcome back to Hire Through Retire, a health and wealth podcast. I'm here today with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Heather Valley. Hey, Heather. Hey, Bill. You know, it's uh, it's always great to be here with you today. I know we're virtual, but um, I, I'm disappointed. I, I I can't believe you're wearing your Loyola Marymount t-shirt. I, I Had I known it was college gear day, I would have had my Pepperdine gear on. Well, I do have to go and honor the Harvard of the Pacific, Loyola Marymount University. And I do see that you are uh, sporting some support for your son's college. I, I am. I am. Well, you know, given our topic today, I figured we ought to we ought to um, support some of those schools where where some funds are going. And you know what? It is about this topic, and it's a really important one, which one we've talked about before. But today, we're really going to take a deep dive into this topic, and that is student loan debt. Yeah, that's right, Bill. I would think that most of our listeners understand that student loan debt is a serious financial hurdle that most Americans today are grappling with in one way or another. Yeah, but let's set the stage. You know, Americans owe over 1.7 trillion, that's trillion with a T, in student loan debt. And if you spread that among 44.7 million borrowers, that's roughly 739 billion more than the total US credit card debt. So it's no surprise that when we talk about emergency savings, and how the pandemic put a spotlight on the need for having that rainy day fund, for many, student loan debt can get in the way of being able to save for emergencies, let alone retirement. I think what's also interesting is that traditionally, not many individuals consider their employer as an option for support when it comes to their student loan debt. But the conversation about what employees want and expect from their employers is changing. Even legislators are noticing this trend. So here with us today is someone who can share a little more about that, Romy Parzik, and Romy's the CEO of Vault, which is an industry-leading student loan debt benefit technology provider, bringing two decades of fintech innovation and operational excellence and leadership experience to the organization. Romy's work spans the consumer and commercial finance sectors, where she has worked across organizations to launch new products, drive operational scaling, transform struggling business units, and manage large-scale change initiatives. Romy, welcome to the pod. And I see that you are also uh, in uniform wearing your alma mater, Duke University. Looks great. Thanks, Bill and Heather. I'm so glad to be here. And yes, I had to honor the most uh, winningest coach in, in history. So this is, this is going out to Coach K. Yes, my mother went to Duke and I am a huge Coach K fan. So Romy, as employers, we know the student debt crisis is just that. It's a crisis with millions of Americans feeling the burden. With holistic financial wellness gaining traction among employers, why is student debt as an important wellness offering among some of the many gaining popularity today? Bill, I think that's a great question. For decades, um, as you know, wages have stagnated while the cost of education has really skyrocketed. Just in a very personal example, you know, and I'm going to date myself here, but in 1992, when I'm entering undergrad at Carnegie Mellon, my financial aid letter says it's 20000 a year to go to Carnegie Mellon. I was recently visiting with my daughter, who's 14, so a few years away from college. And I thought, oh, I should encourage her to go here. My husband kind of elbows me and says, uh, did you, have you looked at the price? 
it is now close to $60,000 a year to go to the same school. So in 30 years, a 3x multiple that is, you know, nowhere near the growth that we've experienced in, you know, the average wage for an American. So this leads to a system where, just as Heather noted, there's 45 million Americans who are carrying a total debt load of $1.7 trillion. And by 2027, so just six years away, that debt load is expected to more than double $3 trillion. So with 70% of four-year grads leaving school with an average of about 37, 40K in student loans, it's just really no surprise that surveys of employees show over and over that student loan benefits are really highly sought after, only behind offerings like health insurance or retirement plans. And when you're coming out of school with that much debt, it creates this dynamic of a lives on hold where people are waiting to buy homes, to start families, to save for retirement, because they have this big boulder of student loan debt in front of them. So if as an employer, you can help employees take their lives off hold by helping them with student loan burden, we have found that as an employer, you'll be rewarded with better hiring success, better retention rates, and better productivity. You know, Romeo, I love the personal story that you um, that you shared, you know, about when, when you went to Carnegie Mellon, taking a look at it with your daughter. You know, I think about, I look at nieces and nephews um, who are uh, just getting ready to come out of college and struggling with that, getting their first job, but then also saddled with, with student debt. So, you know, no doubt it's, it's real. But I, I want to kind of build on that because um, I think the research is it's not just the students coming out. There is also a generational impact of student loan debt. You know, I think that most often employers consider this to be a challenge for millennials, Gen Xers, right? You know, or, or folks, you know, coming right out of school or, or those carrying the debt. But isn't the reality that it's becoming more apparent uh, that it's an issue for boomers and uh, for those who might be getting ready to retire because they might have been very often supporting children or even grandchildren. So can you maybe add some thoughts on, on that issue? Heather, you're absolutely right. So as of Q2 2021, there's 3.6 million parents that have taken out $103.6 billion in outstanding loans under the Federal Parent PLUS program. The Parent PLUS loans now account for about 20% of total federal lending for undergrads. So when we work with um, employers, plan sponsors, and talk to them about the population that is affected by student loans, we are absolutely looking at a wide range of, of ages. Um, in 1993, the federal government eliminated the annual and lifetime borrowing limits for Parent PLUS loans. So what that did, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it allowed parents to uh, borrow up to the cost of attendance. And the program features very minimal credit checks. So now we have a growing segment of the population that would ideally be heading into retirement with a healthy savings account, but is instead saddled with student loans. And as you know, if you default, the government can garnish your wages, they can withhold tax refunds, social security checks, there's, there's consequences with real impact to, to these folks. Ruby, I did a podcast a while ago for a financial advisor, and we were talking about just all the crises that people are facing by generation. And I did some research on the student loan debt, and it is really, really scary. And I, it really, that was the time when I said, gosh, and here we are, you know, pounding these new hires to save for retirement. And they're probably looking at us saying, are you kidding me? I can't keep up with life. I've got this huge student loan debt. 
You know, it wouldn't be a podcast, Romy, if I uh, were to bring up something related to COVID. And not that we want to focus everything on COVID, but I think it's a reality facing many companies today that the impact of one's total debt, including student loans, can impact their retirement savings. So give me your thoughts on how do you think COVID changed or did it heighten the need for this assistance compared to pre-COVID? Yes, I think it did. Um, So one thing that happened uh, when COVID first started really impacting the U.S., is um, the CARES Act passed with provisions around administrative forbearance. So very early on in the pandemic, our government recognized that on top of all these financial burdens that were going to be coming down the line because of um, the shutdowns that were imminent, it was a really important time to give some relief to student loan borrowers. Now, more than 40 million holders of federal loans who have not maybe had to make a payment for months and months, we'll have to start making payments again on October 1st, when the freeze that was imposed as part of the COVID relief measure is currently due to run out. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York estimates that's about $7 billion of student loan payments a month that will come back online. And so um, I feel that we have, through this administrative forbearance, just kicked a can down the road and it's all about to come back up again. And so it's really important from my view that this is a multi-sector, cross-sector collaboration in helping Americans. So yes, borrowers have their own responsibility to be educated about how much they're taking out and get the um, full understanding of their borrowing picture. The government, I would love to see do some, you know, reasonably targeted loan forgiveness programs, maybe for people, you know, we're seeing things come out for people that have been defrauded by for-profit institutions. But the private sector absolutely has a role to play as well. And as employers, if you're benefiting from the education that your employees have gotten, and those employees are helping you meet your business objectives, it only makes sense that you would be part of the solution as well. Romy, I, first I'll, I'll say I love the passion that you that you bring to this. It's it's so clear that this is that this is something that is not just a business for you, but it is it is truly a passion. You, you mentioned in your last comment a, a little bit about government and and you know what you would hope to see the government do. I wanted to kind of uh, pivot and, and talk a little bit about. We had a guest uh, on our most recent show, Mike Hadley, and he talked a little bit about um, Secure 2.0 and some of the provisions within the bill. And one of which um, is student loans and permitting plan sponsors to give a match to employees paying off student loans as if they were saving for, you know, saving in the 401k. Do you see this as a potential game changer from a legislative standpoint if the bill turns into law? Absolutely. Um, First, let me say I loved Mike's um, piece because it really helped give a down to earth view about something very complex like Secure 2.0. There are estimates that Americans leave something like $24 billion in unclaimed 401k matches on the table every year. So there's money being allocated by employers to help employees grow their retirement funds. And those employees, many of whom are saddled with student loan debt, are leaving that match on the table because they can't put that extra dollar to their retirement savings account. They have to put it towards their student loans. So in 2018, there was a, the pioneer of this idea was really Abbott Labs. 
through their Freedom to Save program, they got a private letter ruling. And that really set the stage for this type of provision that's included in Secure 2.0. But now, just as Mike mentioned, um, you can do it, but it's very cumbersome to implement. And it's not really clear what the guidance is, especially around testing rules and things of that sort. So I'm very hopeful that as part of the government's broader look at student loans, they will pass this provision within the SECURE Act that really helps give employers clarity on a way that's already built into many of their benefit structure. They already are doing these 401k plans. They've already budgeted and they just need to be able to deploy some of that match for people who aren't able to directly put money into the 401k. So yes, short answer, I do think it would be a game changer. And so it's a game changer. And you mentioned earlier that as an employee benefit, you know, a lot of employers would probably like adding some type of student loan debt type of program because it helps attract and retain good quality employees in what could be a very competitive employment market. I guess with that, maybe speak a little bit more to, would you think if, it, if the government made it easier to adopt and administer, would employers adopt that? And would they, I mean, speak a little bit more to it as being an employee benefit? Like, what, like you'd mentioned something that's probably desired along the same level as their health insurance plan or 401k, 457-403b? I think so. And we've started to see indications of that already. So through the CARES Act, and then later in 2020, at the end of the year, the Consolidated Appropriations Act, one of the provisions in, in those two acts was the ability for an employer to pay directly to employees student loan up to $52.50 per year on a tax-free basis. So that means the employer doesn't pay payroll tax on that money and the employee can exclude it from their ordinary income reporting. So we've already seen that tax change have an impact in, on employers who want to do direct payments to the student loan. In the last question around the 401k, absolutely for employers, that want to do the matching program, a change through Secure Act 2.0 will, will really encourage them to move forward. You know, we've had specific examples where, uh, you know, we just released a case study in healthcare, which is really interesting, especially with the pandemic, where the nursing shortages have been really exacerbated by the impossibly challenging frontline work that you're asking nurses to do in a pandemic. So one of our clients, a huge hospital system, really chose to double down this last year on their student loan payment efforts. And they've reported retention improved by 55%. The hospital saved an estimated 5 million in talent management costs and impact to the student loan holders. They were on average able to decrease their, um, the time to pay off their student loans by 64 months. So it's just really a win all around. I think there's a psychological benefit too. employees feel really empowered when they feel that their employer understands their broader financial picture and is willing to be a part of helping them improve that. Romy, I love that story. That is, that is um, just fantastic. And you have made, you know, so many compelling arguments here. What would you say to our listeners that you have now converted into student loan evangelists? What are some of the ways that companies can offer student loan repayment assistance as an employee benefits? You just touched on one. But how can they make the case within their organizations? I think 
there's a lot of different ways you can support employees uh, with student loans. So you don't necessarily have to jump directly to the ones that include a payment to the student loan or a match. Perhaps your company isn't in a place where that is, you know, that budget is possible. And I think especially coming out of pandemic, it may be challenging. Um, But we have technology that helps also provide advice and guidance on navigating the complex landscape of student loans. And, you know, the average person who goes to four-year college, these loans are being dispersed semester by semester. So you can come out four or five years with eight to 10 student loans with different interest rates, possibly different servicers. It's kind of this complex portfolio of debt. And you're a young person and all of a sudden you graduate with all these dreams and you're like, okay, here you go. Here's your portfolio of $40,000 of student loan debt. So I think even an advice tool that helps people organize and um, optimize that because there's lots of federal programs that are already available to help you. Let's say if you want an income-based repayment program. I often recommend when people are having trouble making that, you know, budget decision or getting traction, start with that tool and get a sense of how many of your employees are taking advantage of that. What population is, is signing up for that tool? And that can help you make a case for the next step, which may include a payment or a match. I am so glad to be able to partner with organizations like yours, Romy, who, who can truly make a difference. I just think we need to continue to pepper on companies to, you know, to, to lean in and really address this huge issue. Well, uh, I really, truly am honestly grateful for um, you letting me stalk you and then get a place to talk to you on here, because I do think this is a really nice platform to just let people know about this type of benefit, because I think it's just still not really well known. Platforms like these, plus hopefully some reasonable government action will really um, increase the uptake of this type of benefit. Well, Romy, thank you so much. I love, love your passion um, and uh, all the things you're doing. And obviously, if you start off a podcast discussing a crisis that has the word trillion in it, it's real. And so it's really been a pleasure talking to you. And I want to thank you for all your insights. We'd love to have you come back again. Thank you for having me. I really had a great time. And for the employers out there, hopefully this has provided some good insight, especially as we're approaching benefit season and open enrollment. And so concludes another episode. So to all of you out there listening, thank you again for tuning in. If you want to keep hearing more from us and our incredible guests, remember to go to our show page and hit subscribe. Well, thanks, Heather. Another podcast has come to conclusion. And thank you all for coming along on our journey today and stay well. This information is provided by Voyer for your education only. Neither Voyer nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.